What's up, guys? Welcome back to Is This Thing On? My elbows are really crusty. <laughs> Sorry for, like, introducing, but, like, I was just um, leaning on my desk and my elbows, you know when they just, like, hurt? Because they're, like, kind of, like, raw? Yeah, that's how I'm feeling today. That's the mood we're going with today. Um, today we're talking about anxiety. Um, my experiences with anxiety, things that make me anxious, um how I deal with anxiety, my life, maybe like some advice, some tips. I don't know. We're just going to have some fun, some fun talking about mental illness. Okay. That was so bad. That was really bad. All right. So for me, I have had anxiety my entire life. I don't remember a time where I didn't, you know, have anxiety in my life. Like I was, it was always there. It is still here. I still deal with it. Um, it's just something that you have to deal with, you know, and I feel like a lot of people now are just dealing with it, um, whether it's like diagnosed or it's just like a thing, like you just feel anxious, like it's just kind of very common. I feel like I have a lot of stories that might be similar to other people. I guess I haven't honestly, to be honest, I haven't like realized how similar my life is to other people. Until I downloaded TikTok and then everyone was talking about their life and like embarrassing things they do or like stories they have from their childhood. And I was like, literally, I do that. And knowing that everyone else does that is so creepy because it feels like we're all living the same life. I don't know. That's just a conspiracy. We'll talk about that in another podcast. <laughs> Anyways, when I was younger, I always kind of relied on my parents to do things for me when I was feeling anxious about it. This goes for so many things. I did not order my own food at restaurants. My mom would do that for me. I would tell her what I wanted. She would order for me. I couldn't like leave my mom's side at like family events or like anything like that. I just couldn't like I was always with her. Um, When I was you know meeting new people or whatever I was just you know they were always there helping me kind of speaking for me. Um, I used to not be able to like open the door when the door like the delivery man came to our apartment because I like wouldn't talk to him I was so afraid um I just had a lot of anxiety obviously mainly social anxiety from what we're hearing today um just so afraid to talk to people just I think it was just the fear of messing up which is so stupid because like how can you fucking mess up talking to a delivery man you're gonna see for second but it was like in my head I was like what if like I don't know how to tip like what if like like he's gonna like ask for more money and I don't have enough money like all of that shit in my mind constantly um so I worried about literally everything and it was not good for me glad to say that I have gotten better um in life it's taken me so long but day by day I get better and better um but yeah it's actually crazy how like thinking about how much I've grown like with my anxiety like thinking about I honestly did not talk did not like fully express myself or like be myself or feel 100% comfortable around my family and like my um cousins and stuff to like two years ago like I was shy in front of them which is crazy because they're my family and I was you know I was shy I wouldn't really talk I wouldn't feel like comfortable like just being like funny and like expressing myself I just always felt like the odd one out and I don't know like the past two years like I finally feel comfortable around them which is so crazy that I spent so long being this shy cousin 
um it's, it's kind of embarrassing honestly <laughs> because they've known me they've just seen me act very just seen me at some embarrassing times some panic attacks and everything and I was just can't imagine what they thought of me don't really want to think about it anyways basically the only people I felt comfortable with were my grandma and my uncle that was literally it and obviously my parents but like at any event Thanksgiving Christmas uh you name it July 4th whatever I just was so so nervous all the time um and I don't know I I I just I don't know what kind of switched well I don't know I just kind of never felt like confident and that happened a lot with just people I met for the first time I could never be myself I could never show who I really was because I was so nervous and like that they wouldn't like me and that I would you know say something stupid I used to plan out conversations before I had them sometimes I still do that subconsciously but like this was intense like this the first date I ever went on in like seventh grade or whatever I don't know I the night before I got out my freaking computer and typed out a whole plan for the date of like things I was gonna say things I was gonna do did I do any of them fuck no because life doesn't work like that you can't plan your life but I was so fucking nervous to just talk to people and this happened like I couldn't hang out one-on-one with people unless I felt like 100% comfortable with like I still get can't do that like when I can't FaceTime people that I'm not close with because I get so fucking nervous like how do you just have shit to talk about I surrounded myself with people that were very um you know not anxious and very extroverted and like just talked to a lot of people and was very comfortable because it makes a very it makes a very good um good blend because I never had to worry about the conversation dying and me not having anything to say because they always had something to say so pro tip go find yourself someone like that because it actually ends up helping because you know eventually you kind of learn from them and like how they do it and you know but I, I'm that's something I still struggle with like talking to people one-on-one like and I still get nervous sometimes when I hang out with people one-on-one that I don't really know. I honestly don't do that very often because <laughs> I get so fucking nervous. Um, and you know what sucks is when you hang out one-on-one with another anxious person. Because that, let me tell you, does not fucking work. And it's funny because I've actually find, found myself being the person that does the work in that situation. Like, does the conversation work and... Which is, like, really cool because that's something I used to not be able to do. But now I'm much better at, like, starting conversations and actually, like, being more comfortable and kind of leading it. You know what I mean? Like, high five Simone. That is a fucking trophy-deserving life thingy that I did. So that's really exciting. Um, But, yeah, that's still very hard for me. If anyone has tips on that, let me know because... You know when you get that text, like, FaceTime me, and then you're like, fuck no, like, I'm not doing that tonight, like, hell no. Like, literally, there are two people in my life that, actually, three people in my life that I feel comfortable FaceTiming. My mom, my best friend, and my therapist. That's literally it, so. And also, live streams are fun, because I don't have to actually talk to anyone. Like, I mean, I'm talking to you guys, but, like, once that shit gets, like, face-to-face, like, fuck, (laughs) Like, don't worry. Like, I'm just as nervous as other people are to fucking meet me. Like, I, I am so nervous. Um, That's another thing. 
I like there is no nerve equivalent to how I feel before I go on stage it's not even like it's like a good nerve like you you know they always say that like it's a good nerve it's good to feel nervous it means you care but sometimes it makes me not want to perform because I get so fucking nervous and it's actually gotten worse like not worse in the way that I don't want to perform as much but worse in the way that I just get so much more nervous and I don't know why that happens I think it's a mix of a lot of things like one is like I don't perform a lot so it's like when I do I always feel so much pressure to like put on the best show I can be better than my last performance not mess up do all these things I prepare so much for shows like an insane amount I think that's part of it too I used to not prepare as much and now that I do I think I just get more nervous because I want everything to go right and before it was more like chill which you think would be better but I actually look back at old shows and I fucking it's so embarrassing like I didn't have anything to say I was like I just didn't like that so the show wise I definitely like how the show comes out more but nerves wise I get so nervous like but it's definitely excitement and I definitely have found that like being distracted before a show really helps like I played a show like last August and I was taking photos backstage with someone like literally the minute before we went on stage so I wasn't thinking about it and then I wasn't nervous like the whole show which is that's that's like cool like that's fun um but I played literally a virtual concert the other day one song sitting in my bedroom on zoom and literally I was my leg was shaking the entire time good thing you couldn't tell because you only saw my upper body but literally my leg was fucking having a stroke like and I was just so nervous like and that that happens like sometimes I literally shake on stage I probably shouldn't have exposed that but uh yeah sometimes my voice actually shakes which is not the great is not the greatest thing for a performer for your voice to shake while you're singing because you're nervous so that's great working on that I guess things that have helped is like Taylor Swift let's bring her up again shall we Taylor Swift once said the wise words of Taylor Swift no one that comes to see a show is there to critique people I mean unless it's like a critic you know what I mean but like the fans or like the people that come to your show usually don't want to just sit there and criticize everything they want to have fun they're not going to think about if you messed up a line if you fucking missed a chord if you forgot what you were going to like no one cares about that shit I guess it's hard for me still because I still feel this pressure to put on really good shows because I'm not playing huge stadiums. I'm not, you know, I can't hide things very easily because it's a small venue and like it's still very hard to, I don't know, I always want to like please people. Like I don't want to like make a mistake. The I, Like I do, I've gotten much better at like handling mistakes, I think. Um, a show I played last may maybe um maybe it was later than that like 2019 um i messed up like a freaking like the last chord on a piano of like serenade me and i kept playing and then i just stopped and was like that was so bad and i just started laughing and that was fire that was fire like that was like that's how to do it laugh at yourself don't take things too seriously it's not it's not like supposed to be serious it's supposed to be fun that you're supposed to have fun don't make other people feel like it's uptight and that you know just just have fun this is me talking to myself by the way I'm not giving you this advice I'm giving it to me so thank you (laughs) another thing that was always really awkward for me was haircuts 
because I feel like you know the thing is that you go to a haircut and you like tell your life story to your barber your barber what the fuck your hairdresser and you know you party and have a great time and like become best friends no not for me I literally did not I don't say anything in the chair I've gotten better at it but only for the first like five minutes and then the conversation dies out and I don't have anything else to say but also honestly I don't really like saying anything so it's not like I want to say anything but like I do feel sometimes awkward but like also not awkward because like I don't like what's the fucking point you're doing my hair you know what I mean love you but like well I don't really love you I don't really know you that well anyways the thing is I just always felt so fucking awkward because I had nothing to say and hair like that was another thing I hated doing was literally getting my hair cut because I was so nervous and had nothing to say in that chair another thing um is I still feel this way again sometimes um less but I always felt like my friend's yeah, I always felt like my friends didn't like me. Okay, that's the truth. I just didn't feel like they were putting in as much effort and that they were going to leave me and liked other people more than me. This is um, less accurate now because i given up. That's the truth. I've literally set my expectations so low, it's so hard to mess up with me as a friend. Like, I have seen every shitty friend in the book, like, literally do whatever you want um still cry over things but you know what are you gonna do I'm 15 I was gonna say I'm 16 I'm 15 um what was that fucking voice guys I'm going freaking crazy at 9 p.m like this is crazy um anyways I just always felt like my friends didn't like me and that caused me to cry a lot this happened this was like the prime in like middle school and like elementary school like I was just so nervous that people didn't like me all the time and I had this friend who had other friends for like a really long period of time and like we were getting really close but she was still really close with these other people and had this connection that I would never kind of have with her because they've known each other forever and I just always got so jealous like I was I had this really big problem with jealousy when I was in like fifth or sixth grade no fifth grade I was just so jealous all the time which I think just came from insecurities and like not feeling confident enough in like how I was which is stupid because if people don't want to be my friend like they don't want to be my friend that's it should always be their loss if people don't want to be your friend. I think something that I've learned over the years is that when I'm with my parents I talked about this before but when I'm with my parents I naturally rely on them to do everything like talk for me you know just I'm, I just get much more vulnerable when they're there, um, and I think when they're not there, you know, when I'm in a meeting and they can't go, or when I'm with a producer and they're not there, or when, you know, whatever the situation is, I'm talking to someone, um, I feel, this is gonna sound really bad, and my parents listen to this podcast, so, like, no offense to you, but I definitely feel like I am more comfortable with myself. I just don't have this person that I can rely on and I fully have to be myself and I fully have to take control and be like this is me like I and I'm much more mature too like I can I can speak for myself like I've gotten a lot better than that and there was definitely a period of time where I don't even think I could do that like be anywhere by myself but I just don't have someone to rely on so I need to be myself and kind of forcing myself to be myself makes me be myself if that makes any sense at all sorry if I offended my parents um that might be a fight later but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it 
Um, another thing that I wasted so much time on and still waste time on is the anxiety I have over schoolwork and school. Um, I know when I graduate high school, I'm going to like literally yell at myself right now and be like, why did you spend so much time crying over schoolwork? Why? Are you stupid? (laughs) No, um, there was last year or two years, I don't know, freshman year of high school, it all went downhill because there was just so much pressure put on us as a grade to, um, you know, do great on finals. Like, literally, you know, throughout the whole year, we were talking about finals. We had to pass. We had to do great. We had to do great in school. Everyone is so competitive in my school. Like, so competitive. Um, And I just would literally study for days for one fucking test. And sometimes I literally failed. (laughs) Like, sometimes I just didn't do good and I wasted so much fucking time studying and stressing about it. And I remember finishing finals, getting my grade back after weeks of studying, spending the whole year stressing about it, trying to do good in these classes, like every single test we had in the class. And I finished finals and I was like, what the fuck was that all for? That was the dumb, like... I don't feel better now. Like, even this year, when I got my grades back this year, I was like, I just didn't care. Like, and I did great. Because I'm a fucking genius. No. <laughs> I did I did well. And maybe it's because of, like, quarantine. It doesn't feel like the year is actually over. But I just didn't have, like, this, like, oh, my God, I'm so proud of myself. Like, I just, I don't know. I just don't feel that way with grades. And yet, I stress myself out so much about it. I don't know. I just never understood why. Like, it was all just, like kind of this mind thing that was like telling me like you have to do well or you're not good enough like it was like you have to pass this test or you're gonna fail every single test you have after it you're gonna fail finals if you fail your first test in history you're gonna you know not get into college if you fail this one exam like it it was just all of that constantly in my mind and I think that ended after ninth grade, I was just, I went into 10th grade, and I was like, I can't do ninth grade again, I literally had so many panic attacks, like, crying on the floor over, like, one fucking homework assignment, so I went into 10th grade, and I was like, I'm not doing that shit anymore, and I did better this year than I did last year, I know, mind freaking blown, right, right, I just got the chills, bro, (laughs) no, like, I stopped caring, and well no I still care obviously like I'm not gonna fucking yeah I I care but I stopped stressing as much I stopped studying day and night for a test I did my work I did well as well as I could I didn't cry actually I don't probably cry like once or twice but like not as much and I fucking passed like what like what else do you want from me you know I and I'm, I learned that something. I learned that I'm smart. And that's something that I've never believed. Like, I never believed that, like, oh, I'm, like, a smart kid. Like, I just never believed that. Like, deep down, that I was naturally smart. But I do know that I'm actually so fucking good at math. I am a freaking math whiz. And everyone hates math. Bro, math is my favorite. Math is low-key fun if you understand what's happening. Like, I can understand if you don't know what the fuck's going on. It can be really frustrating. Like, that shit sucks. 
but try to understand it and then it's a freaking party you know what i mean so yeah another thing i just remembered i used to be afraid when my parents went out and they didn't like text me or they didn't like come home when they said they were gonna come home because i thought that something happened to them and i thought they were they were gonna die and I actually honestly still get nervous like when my parents are on planes and I'm not there or like when they're just somewhere without me. I still get fucking nervous. I'm just like such a good kid. Oh my God. They're so lucky to have me. No, but like I actually was fully thought that they were like eaten by a werewolf if they didn't come home at 10 one night. You know what I mean? That is not fun. I'm going to tell you that. Also, never talk to my babysitters. I had two babysitters that I liked. Eventually, they had to move on. But I was, like, in love with them. Like, I always talked to them. You know, they were the shit. And then I had, like, I want to say two or three babysitters after that that I just never talked to. Um, Because I was just, like, socially awkward and, like, didn't, like, feel... Like, I had one teacher one teacher what the fuck (laughs) one babysitter when I was in I want to say fifth grade who would walk me home from school and the 10 block walk we did not speak to each other once I feel so bad for that girl like so bad she was probably a great person and I fucked that up so bad that is so embarrassing I didn't say anything um also I'm kind of thinking I kind of like have this like dramatic moment of like walking home from school with a friend but you know he's like not really like a close friend like you just like hang out with them sometimes they're like a mutual friend but I had to walk him home with my babysitter in fifth grade and I remember again like thinking of things I wanted to say and I got all the things I wanted to say done with before we even crossed the first street and for the rest of the fucking walk, we did not talk. So that's really awkward. Um, so moving on. <laughs> I also have the worst plane anxiety, flying anxiety. I hate flying. There was a time where I was like, okay with it. But I literally hate every second of it now. It's just not fun. It is uncomfortable. It is like boring, like I can't sleep on planes, too, and I think that's part of the problem. Like, I just, I don't understand how you can sleep sitting up. Like, that just doesn't mentally work for me. I can't do that. And the weird thing is that the only time I can sleep on planes is when there's, like, turbulence because it feels more like you're in a car. And I can sleep in cars very easily. So when you have turbulence, it feels like you're in a car and it's, like, bumpy road. So I can sleep then, which is really twisted and not okay. But, uh love those turbulence flights so fun um i'm gonna talk a little bit about how to relieve stress because i think that should be the message not just talking about all my stress and making you guys maybe anxious not the point of this podcast i want to talk about relieving stress first things first and i cannot stress this enough you need an outlet whether that is exercising whether that is playing a sport whether that is writing songs hint hint whether that is dancing whether that is running like I don't give frick what it is cooking I don't care you need an outlet um because I've said this before and I'll say it a million times if I did not have songwriting I don't know how oh I just got an email from Pinterest they just totally interrupted my deep speech that is so upsetting anyways if I didn't have songwriting 
I would not survive, bro. Songwriting is my outlet for literally everything. I can feel something. And the fact that I can write it down and feel better about it is literally fucking magic. Like, the fact that it can help with literally anything, any problem I have, that's, that's really cool for me. That is, try writing a song. Try, even if it's a poem, try writing a story. Writing something down is so surprisingly helpful because if you don't feel comfortable talking, like, you just need to get that off your chest. You need to let it out. Because if you keep things piled in, it's going to freaking explode and then you're going to pop like a balloon. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not good for you. Another thing is practice. Like, nothing is going to be fixed in a day. Like, if you don't feel comfortable talking to people that you don't know, the next time you talk to people, it's probably not going to be 100% better but you can try something, like, you can practice talking to new people, you can practice, you know, introducing yourself, you can practice going places by yourself, talking to people one-on-one, and eventually you'll get more comfortable with it and feel better about it. Also, obviously, I suggest talking to a therapist, it's obviously very expensive, and I know not everyone can afford it, or, you know, their parents might not want them to go, but if you can, I really do suggest going to therapists. Therapists have, therapy has changed my life. And even if you don't feel like you have something to talk about, like, something always comes out. Something always, you know, comes out of that mouth of yours. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I also, I don't know who said this. It might have been my therapist. But I got this really great advice. Um, it was basically, whenever you're in a situation that you're uncomfortable with or that is new to you, pretend that you're an actor and you have to act like you're this person that's comfortable in the situations. So if I'm nervous to play a show, pretend I'm someone really comfortable on stage and kick ass because I'm an actor. You know what I mean? If I'm meeting a new person, pretend that I'm a very extroverted person and that I'm really good at starting conversation and really friendly. And I mean, I am friendly. I promise I'm not scary. But pretend I'm like really good at starting conversations and act like that. That advice, I don't know if it's kind of fucked up, but it is really helpful, honestly. That changed my life. You know? It's just, it's fun. <laughs> Why did I say it's fun? Social anxiety is so freaking fun. <laughs> Anyways, guys. I hope you know that it gets better. And some days are going to be worse than others. Some days are going to be better than others. It's all a journey. Just because you have one bad day doesn't mean you're going to have a million bad days. You know what I mean? You have to you have to get through really bad times to get to really good times. And I've learned that a lot. But if you're going through a really bad time right now, just know that a really good time is coming just around the corner. I really suggest finding an outlet. Writing something down. You know? Screaming into your pillow if that helps. Um, writing on your jeans what was i saying i kind of just ran out of things to say um kind of hungry guys should i make cookies comment down below this is a podcast so you can't comment that was a joke and you fell for it okay goodbye guys um i didn't answer any questions this podcast because i didn't really feel like like very comfortable being like ask me questions about anxiety that'll be so fun because that's kind of weird thing to say so 
thanks for that i guess okay (laughs) bye guys i love you